that I wasn't supposed to sing, I sang much later, that I'm not 20 anymore, maybe is also um, uh, something for, for women to say that, okay, well, you know, it doesn't matter if you're not 20, uh, you can still sing, you can still do something of your life, you know, and you're not dying once you're 22, 23 or 30. You're still alive and have talent and are capable of doing great things. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Brie Noble. Brie is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Brie's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Brie is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. What's going on? This is Brie Noble, and you are listening to Female Entrepreneur Musician, where we help you make great music, connect with your audience, and grow your business through inspiring and informational interviews. And I've got a great one today for you from Milo the Girl. She's going to talk about how she got kind of an interesting start in the music business, how she pulled herself up by her bootstraps and made a career for herself with some interesting sources of income from her music and her artistry. So stay tuned for that. But first, I want to mention... I would love for you to subscribe to our show on iTunes. If you go into the podcast section of iTunes and click on the category music, you should see us on the front page in the new and noteworthy section. We're usually somewhere between number one and number eight. So if you click on that lovely little cover, it takes you to a little hub on iTunes and right under our show art, you can click a button that says subscribe. And that will allow you to get our show immediately on Friday morning, like 3 a.m. You don't have to wait for the iTunes store to have it. You will have have it first thing. And if you enjoy this show and get a lot out of it, we would really appreciate a written review on iTunes. That helps us with our ratings. And so we can be in the new and noteworthy section and more people can find the show and learn from it and really benefit from it. So if you click on the little tab that says ratings and reviews, and then you click on write a review, it'll take you like 30 seconds and it will put you in the running for winning some merch from our artists. And right now I'm going to read the winning review for this week that will win some merch from Aaron Dickens, our first interviewee on episode one. Today's winner is TL underscore living the life. And he or she says, we need more shows like this. Excellent interviews and top-notch content. Host Bree is really making a difference in the music world. Thanks so much, TL underscore living the life. Please contact me at Bree at femusician.com so you can claim your prize. We'll have it sent right to you. And one last reminder before we get to our interview, I want to encourage you, if you have questions for me, I'd love for you to send in your audio questions. And I promise if I don't know the answer, I'll find it out for you. But if you go to speakpipe.com slash femusician, you can record a little recorded message and we'll play it on the podcast and I'll answer your question. Also, if you can't remember the speakpipe.com slash femusician, there is always a link to it in all of our show notes for every episode. And now, here is our interview with recording artist Milo the Girl. Milo the Girl, a.k.a. Sylvia, got her start in 1998 when her song Waking Up received the award for Best Dance Track in the USA Songwriting Contest. 
She also won Best European Artist in the LA Music Awards. All this buzz caught the attention of LA-based label Realized Records, and they signed her. In 2015, she's got some big projects coming out, an album and a feature film that I'm going to talk to her about in a minute, but I don't want to give that away. So here's my interview with Milo the Girl. So that's a little bit about Sylvia, Milo the Girl. And so I want to ask you, Sylvia, what's something that's not in your bio, maybe a little more on a personal level that you want to let our listeners know about you? Everything is in the bio. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. Everything is in, all my life is in the bio. No, what could I say? Um, I, uh, I started singing late. I mean, late, not, I wasn't, I wasn't in my diapers or something like that. I wasn't like five, six years old or, uh, it wasn't something I wanted to do, um, at first. Um, and, uh, so maybe I could say, yeah, that, that it, I became, I became a singer a bit later in life. That's interesting. That's interesting. So that kind of leads into my next question, which is how did you get started in music? Um, I had some, some friends, uh, back in London in the UK. Uh, one of them was a, a DJ and, uh, we recorded uh, one day. Uh, he was doing a recording in a studio, and I was I came along and uh, just for fun, he wanted me to to put my voice, which I did, and he liked it, and uh, and it, it happened actually like that. Wow! And were you instantly excited about music once you did that? Uh, I'm a very shy person, so um, I, yes and no. I mean. Uh, you know, uh, singing is all about, uh, sorry, my dog is barking. (laughs) Sorry about that. It's okay. We, we know dogs are important to you, so that's good. You have them right there. I took her with me. Yeah. From Switzerland. So she's there. I don't know why she's barking. Uh, (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I was surprised that anyone would like my voice. That was already one thing because it wasn't something I, um, I was ever planning to do, but, uh, no, I I think I liked it. Wow. Well, what, what spurred you on to doing that as a career? And I wanted to ask, because our audience is really interested in this. Do you consider yourself a full-time musician or is this a part-time thing? Do you have another gig that you do on the side or a totally unrelated job? This this is, yeah, this is now full-time. I signed uh, with Realize Records about three, three, four years ago. Um, and, uh, this is now full time. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I would say full time musician, definitely singer. Wow. Okay. That's amazing that you can make a full living out of that. Well, it's, it's um, difficult as you know, the, the industry has changed a lot and, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, but, uh, I guess with, with shows and, um, you know, it's, it's difficult. I'm not saying it's easy, but, um, you can make a life, but it's, it's difficult. Definitely. For sure. For sure. I think a lot of it depends on the different income streams that you can find. So I want you to talk about some different income streams that you've found um, related to your music or even some little related side projects that have to do with your music that you're, you know, kind of bringing together all these incomes to become one sustainable career. Um, I write books also. So children's book. Uh, I just released one, um, so that is one of my other passions and uh, uh, my income. My income, uh, also uh, shows, you know, gigs. Um, and we just uh, finished uh, a movie, Days of Power, where my music is going to be featured. So yeah, a lot of little things I put together. Now, do you book your own shows, or does your record label or a manager help you with that? I have a manager who takes care of that, and, okay. and also Michelle from Realize Records. And, okay. And I, I'm cool. actually and ha- also um, 
I'm also with a label in the UK, um, you know, for my stuff that I do over there. So they, they, they do all the booking also for shows and, and gigs, yeah. And how many shows do you do like in a month? Well, lately I haven't done a lot because I've been working on my on my album uh, that's just being had just has been been released uh, and also on my book. But uh, normally I, I do uh, about you know once two two three times four times a month something like that. And what kind of venues do you usually play? Um, small venues. I did some acoustic. I like acoustic. Sorry. Ooh, me too. And I do, yeah, um, festivals. Um, I did uh, Toronto, and I did one that was a great, great festival. I really enjoyed it. was in my country. It was a Montreal Jazz Festival. Um, and uh, I had a lot of fun, actually, performing there. That was uh, one of the uh, exciting moments uh, of, my, of my career. Um, and venues, and as I said, acoustic. Um, yeah, different type of venues. I'm maybe going to do something in June. Quite a big festival, so I'm just waiting to hear on that. And... Uh, that's about it. <laughs> That's great. And what, what percentage would you say is in Europe or versus the U.S.? For the moment, the majority is in the U.S. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to come over here in, in America, right, you know, and, and do and perform. But for the, mo for the moment, okay. it's a majority in Europe, yes. Okay. And just so everybody knows, I think Michelle, she's still in the background. Is that right? You're, Michelle, um, Michelle, you're there. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> she's there. And Michelle, Michelle works with with uh, Realize Records. Is that she right? She does. Yeah, she's the CEO of the label, and uh, she she's with Realize Records. But she can't she can't yeah, hear she what you're saying. On, so I, I have the headset on, so she she doesn't hear what you're oh, saying. Oh, that's okay. Well, we can hear you. So I just wanted to let people know who that was in the background. <laughs> the background is Michelle. She's checking that I'm not saying anything silly. Uh, well, we can always edit it yeah, out yeah, if you no, do, no, don't no. worry. <laughs> so um, we have a lot of, you know, kind of newer musicians, struggling musicians that listen to yeah. this. And I wanted to talk to you about maybe the early parts of your career, sometimes that you may have struggled when you were starting out, that you felt like maybe you wanted to quit and how you got through those. If you could maybe tell, you know, one or two like really specific stories of of things that happened to you and how you learned from that, maybe how you improved upon what happened. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, uh, I, I doubt a lot um, and it's not good. Uh, I, I would like to be able to not never to doubt uh, my work. And when I started, um, it's, it's not easy. You know, any musician will know it's, it's frustrating at times. Um, I often, often wanted to quit. I don't know why I went on. I had a little voice somewhere or my, my guardian angel <laughs> telling me this is what <laughs> I was supposed to do. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I wanted to quit a few times. Um, but I think when you like music uh, and if you do that, not only to have success, if it's something, uh, you know, that you have in your bones. And for me, it's like uh, a therapy also music. You know, I write my lyrics and... Uh, it helps a lot. I think success is great. Obviously, everybody everybody wants to be successful, and and uh, you know. But I think if you don't, if you if you if you are a singer and you like what you do, that's the most important thing. And if you have success, that's great. But I don't think you should become a singer just for success because it's a very tough world, very difficult. Um, you know, I'm not saying don't don't don't. You have to follow your dream, but I'm not saying don't become a singer. But it's just very tough, definitely. And and I along, you know, over the years, I've had moments where I just thought, you know, what the heck? This is just, you know, too much. Um, it's I should have been a vet. <laughs> so 
somewhere in, in Africa, it would have been easier to, you know, to treat a lion and, and an, ele an elephant and a producer and a record company, actually. <laughs> uh, it would have been easier, believe me. Um, you know, and, and then you doubt and you think, am I good enough? And, and you know, people sometimes just don't care because it's a, it's a tough business. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I personally enjoy what I do. And, and as I said, writing for me is a therapy. Um, uh, that way I don't need to go and see a shrink. <laughs> I write down my lyrics. And uh, I think if you have a dream and you really believe in it, know, what a, know whatever people say, you know, you always have people will tell you, you know, you're not good enough or this is not good. If you really believe in yourself, I, I, I truly believe you can make it. But it's not easy because mm. doubt is always there. Yeah. I'm talking for myself. I love that. That is that is so true. That is so true. And I know that a lot of the people listening are going through exactly what you went oh, through yeah. and those feelings of self-doubt and the feelings like the ladder is so high I can't possibly ever climb to the top or even halfway up. And, you know, you know and people then, are... And also the frustrating part when you send your demo or whatever and, you know, people don't even listen, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and you know, it, it's just it's just very frustrating, the whole thing, yeah. But you have to keep on. I really, I just the message is if, if you if you if you love what you do, no matter what, just just keep on. Awesome. Well, that kind of leads into my next question, which is, what do you know now that you wish you would have known when you started, and what would you have done differently if you knew that? How do you think that would have changed your career course? I would have been a vet in Africa. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Or oh, an, oh, an astronaut, it would have been easier. No, no, I'm joking. Um, you know, I, uh, I was maybe too naive very often, um, I guess, trusting people, believing, doing things. Obviously, you know, but these are all experience. This is my experience. So uh, maybe I would be different if I hadn't lived through all these things. So uh, I don't think I would have changed anything, really. Um, do I have regrets? Yes, obviously I do. We all do have. We all have regrets. But um, no, I, I sincerely enjoyed doing what I've been doing. Maybe the few people uh, on my way that were not so nice, if <laughs> I can be polite, um, I could have maybe avoided them. But um, at the end of the day, I'm I'm quite happy with my journey. Yeah, I think that. One of the things that I personally would change or, you know, would think about what, how I was when I started is I wish that I had kind of a mentor that I could have followed and I, and I could have learned from them, like, what are the pitfalls to watch out for? But would you listen? So I would you have listened? I hope so. Yeah. You know, I think I would have because I, I was totally alone. You know, I didn't have anyone guiding me in any way. I was trying to figure everything out myself. And if I had somebody I really trusted, now finding the person that you really trust, that's difficult too, because you never know who's going to screw you over. But, you know, it, did you have a mentor along the way that kind of gave you, maybe helped you skip a few steps of trying to figure out things on your own? I was, I was quite lonely uh, in that respect. I don't really, I don't, maybe I had like a, um, no, I don't, not really. Uh, I had some good friends. I've had some uh, my my singing teacher that I you know when I started she was she was she was really great um, uh, but no I sort of built up on my own and uh, just uh, I don't know with my guts and just with the feeling of it I don't I don't really ha nobody really t and honestly if if someone would have told me look you know you know forget this or you shouldn't do that I don't I'm not sure I would have listened 
you know, because, hmm. you know, you always think you know it better. <laughs> uh. You always think, oh, yeah, but I'm different or no, 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 this, this for me, it will be okay. So um, it's, it's a difficult question. Mentor, no. Along the, along the years, I've had certainly people in my life, you know, that were close to me and, and um, you know, helped me. But um, as a mentor per se, no, not really. Do you have anyone now that you feel like is, is a mentor or helping guide your career? Um, yeah, I have, you know, I have a few people around me. I have, I have actually Michelle from Realize Records. She's, uh, she's been coping with all my doubts. <laughs> <laughs> my, I'm fed up. I want to quit. This is it, you know. And, uh, or no, I, I can't, I'm not a good singer. I hate my voice and I can't make it. You know, those things. We all have, I still have that, you know, sometimes. Like I wake up in the morning and say, why the hell? You know, what am I doing? And this is terrible. And like when I record um, in a studio, I'm never happy with what I do. I think my voice is just horrendous. And oh, You're a perfectionist. Oh, yeah. The, 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 yeah, yeah. You know, I could, I could spend my life in a recording studio just making oh, that boy. song, you know. So, it, which is impossible, obviously, because you can't spend, you know, too much time but, um, on a song. But, um, yeah, uh, it's been people around, you know, my mom was my mentor maybe in a certain way. She passed away two years ago, um, and uh, I have some good friends, you know, that, uh, that I talk to um, also along, you know, around me. And I'm a salesman, as I said previously, Michelle, yeah, from, from, the, from the label. Now, what do you think makes you unique? Because I see a lot of artists, and I see a lot of artists that in my mind just blend together because they have no way of making themselves stand out to me, even like in their bio or in the way that they sing? What do you think that makes you unique that Ugh. has kind of helped move your career forward? You know, that's, it's, I cannot, as, as an artist, I cannot say, hey, I'm the best, I'm unique. It's not, it's, it's very difficult for me, for me to, to say. I don't think I'm unique. I think I, I'm myself. Um, maybe, um, you know, the fact that I come from Switzerland, <laughs> which is a tiny, small <laughs> country up there in the Alps somewhere, that I've been raised with uh, animals, uh, you know, and that I wasn't supposed to sing, I sang much later, that I'm not 20 anymore, maybe is also um, uh, something for, for women to say that, okay, well, you know, it doesn't matter if you're not 20, uh, you can still sing, you can still do something of your life. Life is not over. I think that, that's really encouraging. You know, life is, that's really uh, encouraging, for life sure. Life is not over, you know, and you're not dying once you're 22, 23, or 30. <laughs> you're still alive and have talent and are capable of doing great things. Um, maybe that, yeah, that would put me sort of aside, if, if I can say that, but special or whatever I'm, I don't think I am. It's for, for the people who listen to my music to really say if they like what I do or not. You know, it's very... Uh, difficult for myself to say, you know, that I'm great or not great or wonderful. Or, <laughs> well, even not great, but you know, your style of music, does it stand out? Does it, is it like a particular other style or do you think you're just completely well, different it's, from it's, other styles? Uh, I, you know, having been raised in Europe and I've traveled a lot and I've listened to so many different kind of uh, songs, music variety, you know, from Italian to German to Brazilian to American to English. So I sort of to melt that into my music, uh, I try to keep a central theme uh, when I when I do a, an album. But I sort of like to walk around and look around and go to di diverse directions in in my music. Um, so yeah, that that's maybe a, a bit different. I don't know. But again, it's for the listener to 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 make his own idea. 
um, I don't like to be, you know, sometimes I hear, I, I buy a CD and I love one song and then I listen to the whole album. It's, it's the same. Not, not to mm. say it's not good, but it's just, I like to listen to an album and then have like a ballad and then have like a, like a ro more rocky and then like more pop and then, you know, to have a diversity. Uh, that's my personal taste. So I try to, to uh, put that into my music. Sorry, the sounds like the police are coming <laughs> to your apartment. They're arresting me. <laughs> They're coming for me. <laughs> no, this is LA, you know, a lot of noise. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. So uh, what I want to know is what, can you name one like really mind-blowing experience that you've had where you've been maybe on a, a major stage or, you know, done something that you never expected you would do that made you feel like, wow, I'm, you know, I'm pinching myself right now. I can't believe this is me doing this. Um, yeah, I could say, uh, when I did the, um, you know, Montreux Jazz Festival is, 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 a, is a huge festival, um, in Switzerland and, and I was, I was lucky to perform there twice. So mm. I would, I would say, uh, I would say that was one of the, uh, amazing experience in my life where I was able to, to sing there, uh, um, you know, and perform. Um, I also once performed, uh, in LA at the Whiskey A Go Go, that was also a lot of fun. Um, um, yeah, but I would say that the Montreux Jazz uh, definitely was one of the uh, fun moments in my career. Well, it's got to feel good that a major event like that they invited you back again. So yes, you must have I was. Done I wasn't right. that bad the first time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to hear more about your new projects. I know you have a new album that just came out. Is it's Overexposed? Mm -hmm. Is that the yes, name of it? it? Is, yes. I like that title. And then also the movie. So tell me a little bit about what's going on right now in 2015. Okay, so I'll start with the movie. It's called Days of Power, and I'm lucky to have my music featured um, in the movie. And um, as you know, uh, maybe know, I, you know I'm, I'm an animal advocate, and I love animals, and uh, I really try to fight you know, animal cruelty, especially puppy mills. Um, uh, and uh, the movie is, is uh, actually there to raise awareness against animal cruelty and to fight puppy mills. It's a thriller, and I'm not allowed to say anything because Michelle is looking at me with huge, big eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't give it away. I can't give it away. But it's, it's, it's an amazing movie. All the people who have worked on the movie are animal lovers. Uh, they have dedicated their time, um, you know, for the movie. Um, and uh, great actors, uh, Eric Roberts uh, is also playing in the movie. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, so that has been really exciting, it, you know, uh, to, to see the baby being born and the whole, um, the whole uh, step to, to, to today. Um, uh, so that has been like for the last uh, two years, it's been, yeah, it's been there. <laughs> Now, it's loosely based on your experiences yeah, on a tour, is that right? it's my experience on a tour, uh, and uh, my, my dog also features in the movie, uh, and <laughs> it's uh, about puppy mills, yes, it's really, uh, really mm. to raise awareness against animal cruelty. It's great, uh, it's a thriller, and um, the, 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 the actors do an amazing job. Uh, Jenny Hutton, who plays myself in the movie, is just amazing, and um, and yeah, and and Paul uh, from uh, Realize Records and Alicia, and like a lot of great people are are in the movie, and uh, hopefully it will be released uh, this when when before the end of the year. Before the end of the year, yeah. So 
Wow. Now you get to be on screen, yes, right? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. How, how, how long are you on screen? Three, three seconds and a half. <laughs> oh. No, maybe one minute, something like that. But it's, you know, I'm, oh, I'm, not, I'm not an actress. So, so I think you have to let people who do their job much better than I would ever do, you know, do that part. So, um, yeah, yeah. So Jenny, Jenny Hutton, uh, Jenny plays, plays myself and she does it really very, very well. Almost better than, than I would actually. <laughs> and, and, and how, how did this whole project start? Was this your idea? No, did no, someone no, come was, to you with the idea? No, it was actually re, uh, Michelle's idea. It's, it's her baby. Uh, mm. and, uh, she, uh, she wrote the script and, uh, and yeah, two, three years ago it started. The adventure started three, two, three years ago. It's been tough. At, you know, I, I don't know how she made it because, uh, it's been very tough. Um, you know, to, to get to where we are today. But, um, you know, a lot of people helped also and gave, donated their time and, uh, you know, um, to, to make this possible. So. Wow. I can't, I cannot wait to mm -hmm. see it. And what about the album? The album just came yeah, out. February? Yeah. The album came out on the 20, 20 yeah. Maybe Michelle's there to remind me 24th. I'm not <laughs> good with these things. No, 24th of Feb. Um, and it's called overexposed and there are a few titles there. I think seven, eight of them. Some of them have been recorded in London. Um, and, um, that have not yet been released, uh, in, in, in the States. Okay. And how's the album being received? Do you have some reviews yet? I think the reviews are good. Uh, some, um, you know, I, I... They're still coming in. Yeah, that's early. what she said. Yeah, they're still coming in. It's, it's a bit early. But for the moment, yeah, we're quite happy with, with the reviews. Um, and uh, we'll see <laughs> what people think of it. Well, I still need to sit down with it, but I'm definitely going to put some of the music on this podcast so people can hear a little bit of it. But I'm excited to, um, to get an get an idea of what the new music is like, because I haven't heard your music for a little while. So <clears throat> I was wondering if you have a tool that you use in your career, either an online tool or just a general tool like, um, you know, networking or um, social media, or, you know, you feel like your manager is a major tool. The last person I talked to said that her accompanist was her favorite tool <laughs> because... It was so good. But, um, you know, if you have something that you would recommend um, to our audience that, they, that would help them. Oh, uh, I think social medias are, are important. I think, uh, you know, mouth-to-mouth uh, -mouth is also important when you do venues and gigs. Um, I have a manager who's, who's great and lucky he's helping me out a lot. And uh, the label also is, is doing a great, great job. Um, so I think it's a mixture of everything. For everyone, it's different. For, for myself, I really would say those three are the, you know, social medias, um, and the label, and, and my and my manager. I did notice you have quite a lot of fans on your your Facebook page. I have no idea how many fans so, I have. <laughs> that, I, it looks like a lot. I think it's like 24,000. Okay. I mean, yeah. that's pretty good for the art, at least yeah. that much. It's pretty good. Is it really? Oh, well, okay. more than that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's like, I see the gamut, you know, I have another artist that has almost 200,000 fans. And then I have artists that have like 20 yeah, fans, yeah. you know, it depends on how much you put into well, it. Well, you, you have to, it's a full-time, I mean, it's a full-time kind of say job, you know, you really have to be there all the time because there's so many great artists, you know, and you just have to go be there and, 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 you know, perform and uh, have, have music played and uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, something that is really every day, you know, uh, being there and putting yourself in and, yeah. 
And just curious, because our, you know, I get a lot of people saying I'm just overwhelmed by all this stuff I have to do, social media and booking and all that stuff. When did you get a manager? Was it pretty recently? Or I'm lucky I have one because I'm, I'm I, I do not, I do not know how to sell myself. I would be incapable to go and get, mm. you know, have a, a venue. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm very bad at that. I'm quite shy, and I would say the wrong words and. My English is not always perfect. I don't even know if they would understand what I say. But um, no, I have a, a manager I've, I've, I've had now for about two years. Um, he's actually someone I knew from the past and he heard my music and liked it and, uh, and uh, wanted to help. And, you know, I said, sure, I mean, any help is good. And also then uh, through the label in, in, uh, in the UK, uh, right recordings. Um, um, who's Harriet, who, who is like also booking uh, the venues and then here, you know, in, in the States with uh, Michelle and Rochelle, who helped me a lot, definitely. Wow. I think some of our artists are going to be jealous because they need help. Yes, I know. It's, but, you know, it's, <laughs> I think it's also, uh, it's also a question of luck, don't you think? That, that sometimes, you know, you can have a manager or not and you, your career will just, and some, sometimes you just put your song out on, on YouTube and it's a major hit. So I think it's, it's, it's really also a question of, of luck being there at the right moment at the right time. That's true. And, you know, if, if you don't have to have a manager, if you have some, you know, 10 fans that just love you, they will do a lot of marketing Definitely. for you, you know? Your f- so it's just, it's fine. It's surrounding yourself with exactly, the right people, exactly. really. From mouth to mouth, your friends, and, you know, you do a venue, people say, oh, that singer was great, brilliant, you know, go and, go and listen to him or her. That also helps definitely a lot, yeah. And today we today there's well, social, I, social media, as you know, which does, yes. I mean, Twitter and, and Facebook, and, you know, you, you have so much more uh, at hand today than you had maybe a few years ago. I agree. Now, I always like to see if you guys have a book to recommend because um, I think books can be so helpful either in the area of music business or, you know, creative pursuits or even like a, um, you know, self-improvement kind of thing. Do you have a book that you really love you'd like to recommend? Um, okay, I have a book I read that has nothing to do with music <laughs> that I, okay, that that's I fine. really love. It was The P- Pillars of the Earth. From Ken Follett, which has nothing to do with the business, but I love the book because it's a it's a novel, and uh, I thought it was really exciting. But otherwise, I um, I, I read uh, a few years ago a book called The Secret. Oh uh, yes, uh, and uh, I really had no idea what it was about, so I started reading the book, and I thought it was brilliant. I thought it's it shows it says that you have to believe in yourself and surround you with positive people, positive things. Uh, have a positive attitude, you know, and not be uh, supersti- superstitious. Think that oh, it's never going to happen because it happened once; it's going to happen again, you know. And I loved, I loved that book. I thought it was very, very encouraging and very positive. And I think today in our world, we definitely need positive things around us, you know. Uh, definitely, I'm glad you thought of that. That is a great recommendation for our artists. Yeah, they should, they should read it. So, it's not too long, you know, and it's. Um, it's 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 a positive and good book and it shows it gives you know it shows it says that basically you can do anything you want in life if you believe in yourself awesome message 
Well, we are actually getting close to the end of this interview. I can't believe it. Sometimes it goes it so quickly. <laughs> it does. Because <laughs> this is like a, a great conversation with a cool person that I, you know, don't know. Yeah, so it's fun. But um, how can our how can our listeners get in touch with you? Where can they get more information about your new album, your mo- upcoming movie? Uh, well, they can go on my on my uh, website www.mylovethegirl.com. Um, or they can also go on the realizerecords.com uh, website and they can follow me on Twitter and on uh, Milo the Girl and on uh, on YouTube. Uh, sorry, on Facebook. Um, and they can even check me out on YouTube uh, also under Milo the Girl. So you're all over the place. That's <laughs> great. That's that's what you should be doing. Absolutely. Trying hard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to thank you so much. Um, you don't sound like such a shy girl when you're on an interview. So it was great talking to you. And I'm so glad that your career is is upward and onward. And I'm excited to see the movie. And I hope you have a great day in L.A. And not don't no, get too hot. No, I'm Thank you very much for your time. <laughs> now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Bree Noble and music by Stella Ronson.